Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of MMA Anomaly. I am Olin, uh, AKA MMA Anomaly. Thanks again for joining me and thanks for checking out the video. First things first, please make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Uh, it's super helpful and I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you, now that we've gotten through that, gonna go ahead and jump into UFC 273. So, uh, gonna go ahead and do a run through of the prelims all the way up to the main card. And we're just gonna go ahead and start at the bottom. But first things first. It's Modelo time, fool. I'm not sponsored. Um, I wish I was. And someday maybe I will be. Looking at you, Modelo. So, anyways, jumping into the preliminary card. Here we go. We have Mickey Gall going up against UFC newcomer. He actually won his contract on Dana White's Contender Series. Mike Malott. I actually think Mike Malott is gonna pull off the win here. I know he doesn't have the UFC experience. Mickey Gall though, has, he's been in the UFC for some time. He hasn't had a ton of fights though, right? And he's kind of been up and down in his fights. He actually looked better in my opinion in his last fight, even though it was a loss. But I, I just think even that being said, Mike Malott has the right tools to get it done. Uh, I don't know why I, I think he comes in and gets a submission even in the first round. Uh, we'll see. Again, let me know what you think in the comments below. I know a lot of people are probably gonna disagree with me on a few of my picks this time around. So, jumping into the next one, I know my buddy Drew, um, as we call him in my MMA group chat, Mystic Drew, is definitely gonna disagree with me here because uh, he loves Aspen Lad. We have Aspen Lad going up against Rocky, AKA Raquel Pennington. I think Raquel Pennington uh, utilizes her experience, which I know contradicts what I just said about Mickey Gall, but, that's okay. Um, I, I think Raquel Pennington just, she, she proves to be a problem for Aspen Ladd because Aspen Ladd has struggled in the past with people that are really strong strikers. That being said, Raquel Pennington has a heck of a jab and that was Aspen Ladd's worst enemy in her most recent fight, right? Against, uh, I believe it was Jer against Jermaine Durandamay. Now, I think that, I think it ends up actually going to either decision or a very late finish, because Aspen Ladd is definitely not a quitter, right? Um, unless it's when it comes to making weight. Uh No, but anyways, I think Raquel Pennington definitely pulls off the win. I think she outboxes her. I think she negates the takedowns, and I think she makes it a very, very tough night for Aspen Ladd. Um, and it, it may even be time for Aspen Ladd to switch camps. She's looked kind of stagnant as of recent. Up next, we have a really interesting matchup. It's Jarzinho Rosenstruck against Marcin Tibera. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are taking Jarzinho Rosenstruck for a number of reasons. One, he's terrifying. Uh, if you've ever seen his fights, he, he puts people to sleep for the most part. Uh, I believe he's had a little over 80 kickboxing matches. Don't quote me on that. But I do think he, he's had a 76 or somewhere around 76 knockouts in his kickboxing career professionally. So he's, he's put a lot of people to sleep. Um, that being said, again, I have a, a, a weird feeling in the pit of my stomach that Marcin Tibera ends up getting it done. I've, you know, we've seen him take, take out, you know, very strong strikers in the past that he's been an underdog going in against. And I think that's going to prove to be the case again. Um, again, Jorginho has a very high percentage takedown defense, but I do think that if Marcin pushes hard enough, he can break him down and end up getting him to the ground if he gets him to the ground. Jorzino Rosenstruck is going to be in for a very long night, and I hope he packed a lunch. All right, jumping into this next one, we've got another hype train jumping into the UFC. 
it's Ian the Future Gary going up against Darian Weeks, uh, who I guess after Saturday, Ian is hoping will be the past, right? The future, the past. But we'll find out in a little bit less than a week's time. Boots. Bad jokes all day, guys. Uh, make sure you smash the subscribe button. Anyways, um, before I give you the outcome of this fight, Modelo time. So when it comes to Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks, we have eight and zero versus five and one. Now, obviously, uh, Ian Gary has more experience. He has more wins, less losses, right? Um, Darian Weeks has gone against very tough competition. The only person to ever beat him, knocking on the first round, it was a finish. He was winning that fight up until he did get finished, and it was by somebody that is currently in the UFC now. So, I feel that he's actually faced stronger opposition than Ian Gary has um, in the UFC and previous to the UFC. That being said, again, going with a big underdog story here, I think Darian Weeks ends up derailing the future and making Ian be a little bit more present. Another bad thing. Come on, you love him. So uh, anyways, Darian Weeks, I think, definitely pulls off the win here. I'm putting him on my DraftKings. I'm definitely going to throw a bet on him. I'm sure somebody will take me up on that bet. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how bad I'm wrong on that one or if I'm wrong on that one. Moving into the next one, uh, this fight actually fell off of the main card. It was supposed to happen, um, but fell off, but it gets an honorable mention. It was supposed to be Kelvin Gastelum versus Drikas Duplessis. And um, I honestly think that Kelvin dodged a bullet here. He pulled out of the fight uh, just a few days ago, and I think it, it was probably smart on his behalf. Maybe his management advised him to do so. I know in an interview he said when asked like what he thought about Drikas, um, he said he didn't know who he was. Maybe after that interview he went and watched some tape on him and was like, oh, I don't want to fight this guy. I've got nothing to gain. He's he's not ranked or not highly ranked if he is ranked. And if he beats me, it it just you know furthers me falling off the rankings. So it's a lose lose situation for me, right? Uh, you know, so I, again, I think Kelvin dodged a bullet there. If he would have won that fight or taken that fight and won that fight, he wouldn't really gained a ton, right? And beating Drikas. But if Drikas would have won, that would have been a dream come true for him. So I can understand why he's upset. I'm upset too as a fan. Would have loved to have seen that fight because I think it would have been a banger. Probably would have been fight of the night for me. The next fight we have on the main card, or actually the first fight I guess we have on the main card starting off is Vince Pichel versus Mark the Olympian Madsen. I think Mark Madsen ends up making this a wrestling match. He makes it a wrestling clinic. Unlike Vince's uh, you know, past opponents, I don't think he lets himself get drawn into a, a, a brawl where Vince can beat him. Because if it does become a brawl, that's where Vince wins this fight. But I, I think Mark is too smart and too experienced. He's literally an Olympian. And I think he just makes this a wrestling match. I think he grinds it out for the 15 minutes and gets the unanimous decision if he doesn't end up getting a uh, ground and pound TKO finish. Moving into this next fight, I'm actually super excited about it. We have a women's fight here at Strawweight in Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres. Um, I'm taking Mackenzie Dern on this. I know that she is coming off of a loss, but I really feel like that loss is gonna be something that makes her stronger. Um, Tisha Torres is definitely a game opponent, very, very strong opponent but I think it ends up ending in submission via Mackenzie Dern. I also think that if it stays standing, Mackenzie Dern could show off some impressive new hand speed and uh, just overall boxing skills. Her coach, Jason Perillo, is a fantastic coach, and I think that she's done nothing but grow since you know moving over to, to working with him. And I'm really looking forward to this fight as a fan. Uh, no matter who wins, I think it's just gonna be a really fun one for the fans to enjoy. 
All right, moving into the final three fights. We have Gilbert Burns versus Hamzat Shemaev. I am all aboard the hype train on this one. I am definitely taking Hamzat Shemaev. He's fought, what, three, four times? He's, he's been hit twice. The, the guy is just insane, right? He's had a better start to his UFC career than even John Jones, I believe. So I think Hamzat gets it done. I think, uh, I hope it ends up being a competitive match because I actually like Gilbert Burns. But I really, I, I mean, from what we've seen from Hamzat in the past, I, I don't know. And seeing them next to each other in the hotel, Hamzat looks big next to him. So maybe it just ends up being another ragdoll session where Hamzat comes out completely unscathed and says he's ready to fight next Saturday. We'll see. And yeah, definitely throw Hamzat Shemaev on your DraftKings if, uh, if you're into that. All right, in the co-main event, we have a rematch in Aljamain Sterling versus Piotr Jan. And of course, we all know how the first one ended. Um, Aljamain Sterling poured on the pressure very heavy in the, the first round, the second round. He looked like he was starting to fade away, get very tired because he had shot some unsuccessful takedowns, starting to get very sloppy in the third round. Um, Peter Jan dropped him on his head at one point, and Peter Jan ended up um, ultimately landing a illegal knee to the head and got disqualified, which of course made Aljamain Sterling the champion of the Bantamweight division. So he got it by DQ, and people have long awaited this rematch. Aljamain Sterling uh, got surgery, had to get some things fixed, has been out for some time, so it's a very long anticipated rematch, and uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I know everybody in the world probably is leaning towards Peter Jan winning this because he was winning the first fight. I think Aljamain Sterling is a very smart fighter. And I think, I mean, aside from the trolling, I've hated how he's taken everything and, and played it out and trolled everybody online and kind of leaned into it almost like someone from WWE playing the heel. I've hated that. But that being said, I think Aljamain gets it done. And not only that, but I think it's not going to be a decision. I think he's going to end up submitting him in either the first or the second round. I think uh, he's probably learned a lot from that first fight. He probably has nightmares about it. And he's probably had one hell of a camp leading up to this. Or at least I'd hope so. I think uh, Peter Jan has looked very great in every fight he's had. I think the fights he's looked best in are when he's fought fighters that are past their prime. Right, when he's fought in Uriah Faber, he looked fantastic. Uh, when he fought, was it Jose Aldo? He looked great, right? But when he fights somebody like, uh, you know, the Sandman, he doesn't look nearly as impenetrable, that armor, right? So that being said, I think Aljamain actually comes in here and gets it done in the first or second round via submission finish and, and still retains the belt. Moving into the main event, we have Alexander the Great Volkanovsky going up against the Korean Zombie. And I, I mean, I think Chan Sung Jung brings a lot of things to the table. The Twister submission attempt, as well as a great myriad of other submissions that he can pull off, right? He can pull a number of things from his tool belt. He can knock him out. He has one punch knockout power. We've seen it in the past. He can throw a knee very high up there and knock him out with that. That being said, I just don't think he has enough to really beat Alexander Volkanovsky. And I think whether it's a 25 minute, you know, very one-sided or very competitive fight, 
I think Alexander Volkanovsky does every single thing that he needs to do to end up either outpointing him or getting the finish. I think he could definitely knock him down and get the ground and pound finish or even a KO right off the bat, right? We've seen him drop people with body shots. He did it to Chad Mendez, right? He went to the head and the body and it was just, the body's the one that really hurt. Um, so I think we could definitely see Chan Sung Jung come out there and, and drop Volk. We can see him knock him out. We can see him submit him, but I just don't think that that's going to be the case, right? I think Alexander Volkanovsky is too sharp in every area, and that's how we're going to see it play out. Uh, you guys let me know what you think in the comments below. As always, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications, and uh, please send me like a, a video submission so I can do more topics for you guys. And let me know in the comments below what kind of content you guys want to see. Thanks again. And as always, enjoy the fights.